0: First off, I want to say I'm a huge fan. Oh, thanks, man. And uh, you were my—you were the very first concert I ever saw at 10 years old. I saw you guys open up for Bon Jovi at the Spectrum in Philly.
1: I remember the show well.
0: And uh, it, I saw it one week, and I saw it another week, a couple weeks later with my cousins, and I've been hooked on Cinderella, Bon Jovi, and concerts ever since. So this is a big thrill to interview you guys. Cool,
1: man. Well, it's good to talk to you.
0: Awesome. Well, welcome back. Welcome back after, what, about a four or five-year hiatus?
1: Uh, almost four, yeah. Just almost. about four.
0: And uh, it's great to have Cinderella back. We're looking forward to the show at the House of Blues on June 23rd. And you were dealing with a lot of throat problems. Uh, what's the, I mean, are you 100% now I'm taking it?
1: Yeah, I feel like I am. You know, we've done about four shows now um, in the last month. Um, we booked some warm-up stuff for the summer. And uh, it's really gone well. My voice feels really strong, and I'm getting my confidence back with it. Um The last time we toured in 06, you know, my voice just went completely, completely down the tubes. You know, I pretty much lost every part of my range, and I've been working the last three or four years just trying to get that back, and I feel like I'm there, and it feels good. Uh, The last show we did was at Electric Factory just this past Friday, and um, it really feels like we've... Turned the corner and, and back on track, so we're excited about the summer.
0: That's fantastic. I remember that tour in 06, You played down in Wildwood with uh, it was you and Poison doing your 20th anniversary tour. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and I remember you got you. You were sitting down ready to do the acoustic thing in the middle of the set, and you mentioned that the doctor literally said you shouldn't go out on tour.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, I was in a real bad place, um, but by the time it had hit me, you know, we were already on the tour, and it just went downhill from there, and. I just tried to get through that tour the best that I could.
0: Yeah, and you guys had something planned in, what, 2008, but that got canceled as well?
1: Yeah, um, I had a surgery after the last tour, that 20th anniversary tour, and started working with some coaches and rehabbing it, and I I really felt uh, like I was there, and I, I think I was just uh, oh. jumping the gun on that. And uh, when we got into rehearsals, it was pretty obvious to me that I wasn't ready yet. And uh, I ended up re-injuring my vocal cords, and uh, we had to tear that tour down and back to the drawing board and started working with a couple different vocal coaches. And, you know, I I finally found a guy about a year ago who really helped me a lot.
0: Well, that's good. That's good. It's great to have you back. And, uh, you know, again, as I said, I've been a, a huge fan for years and years. It's been, what, 24 years now since the release of Night Songs? Mm-hmm. Can you believe it's been this that long since you released that record and you guys are still doing this and you still have a great response it shows
1: Um it's just it's it's cool you know it, it in some ways it doesn't seem that long and in other ways it it does um we've been through a lot of uh, a lot of ups and downs over the years and it's just glad uh, I'm just glad that we're still here and it feels good to um be able to still play our music and have the fans come out and and uh, we're very grateful for that,
0: yeah, I've always held Cinderella above a lot of the other eighties bands, or if you want to call them glam bands or whatever. I know I've seen interviews with you where you get upset where people you know talk about the look rather than the music and stuff, but you guys were always a better live band. The music always was uh, a step above a lot of the other bands in there uh when you when you talk to people, whether it's a radio guy like me or maybe a newspaper guy, do you still get the the whole you know image thing? Do they still talk to you about that
1: um well. Sometimes, you know,
0: it's uh, every once in a while, yeah,
1: yeah. I, I would say so.
0: Do you ever look back at some of those pictures and cringe, or it, it was the era, that's what people did back then, That's yeah, that it was, was the kinda, look. You
1: know, to me, it's kind of like that was the the, the the flavor of the times or, or whatever, um, I think that you can look at back at any decade of music and, and see some, some pretty strange pictures or things that look dated, you know, mm-hmm. later on, and... Um, that's just part of the times and, and hopefully you move on from that and your music grows and your image grows, and you just grow as an artist and and I think that we've done that, and I think we've we've managed to to move on with each record and with each tour so
0: that's good. Uh, how you and the guys are you guys still are you close friends? Do these guys hang out when you're not touring, uh, or do you guys just get together to do the tours? Um, we don't
1: hang out a lot together. Um, when we're off tour, we, we have, you know, we all have our own lives and families and, and interests. Um, but when we're together on tour, we get along very well. Um, we've managed to always overcome whatever differences that we have, which we have had over the years, which every band does. But yeah, we've sure. always managed to to overcome them and, and work them out and get along. And uh, I think that's, you know, as much a part of being a band as it is playing the music. You know, you have to, you have to know how to stay together, too.
0: I mean, you had a lot of success in the 80s and the early 90s, and then obviously grunge came, and it kind of changed the scenery and and, and music, and you guys kind of faded. You came back. Um, But we haven't had any new music from you guys in a long time. Is there any possibility of new Cinderella music in the future?
1: Um, I I wouldn't rule it out. At the moment, I think we're just focusing on being a band again and getting on the road and playing some live shows and just having fun. Mm -hmm. It's been a pretty heavy past four years with the possibility of my voice being shot for good. And, you know, we didn't really know what was going to happen with that. I didn't. I think it was all kind of up in the air. It was some pretty serious stuff that I was going through with my voice. And I think that we all feel like a weight's been lifted off because it's, my voice feels really strong, probably as strong as it ever has. So we're just excited about getting out and playing right now and getting on the road and being a band and and we'll see where that takes us you know that's always where we started was just being a live band and we'll just see where that
0: leads us. I, I tell people all the time if you want to go see a good rock and roll show, go see Cinderella because you guys put on an amazing show you sound really good you're just an amazing frontman and you know I know a lot of people have the stigma to to, to the 80s bands and I don't like them and, and all that different stuff but take that away. And I don't even think that's a fair thing to to say either anyway, but um, take that away. You guys, pound for pound, can measure up to any band live out there today, in my opinion.
1: Well, thank you. Thank you very much. We we always have fun up there. I think that's important.
0: I I remember I went and saw you guys, uh, I think it was when you first got back together, 97 or 98, you played the Trocadero in Philly. Yeah,
1: that was uh, ninety eight. I believe. Ninety
0: eight. Me and a couple buddies went there. I'd never been to the Trocadero, and I guess that used to be an old strip club because my dad grew up in Philly. He goes, "You're going to a strip club? Like, no, yeah, I don't dad,
1: think." My dad like, has the same reaction to that place.
0: I, and I and I, for all I knew, I could have been. I I didn't. I just knew it was in like Chinatown of Philly. But I remember going there, and I hadn't seen you guys since the Bon Jovi tour in, in eighty seven. And you guys came out there, and I was just blown away about how how great you were. And it was a nice, small, intimate venue, which is this House of Blues, you know holds about 2,500 people, but it's a nice, small, intimate venue where you're going to get great sound, and people can really appreciate how great of a live band you guys are. But do you have, like, a funny story or, or something that sticks out to the Bon Jovi tour in 87? Because that was such a huge oh, tour. Oh,
1: man, that tour, just the whole thing does. I mean, that was, like, such an incredible tour, you know? Our our first record was just taken off, and Slippery When Wet was just blowing up, and, you know, that was just one of those magic tours, you know, um, that was just two bands i think that really complemented each other and we were both kind of like right in the throes of our first really big hits mm-hmm. and uh, it was just a, a really the, the whole tour is just a great memory you know it really is right. there was such a you know such a great band to work with and be on tour with and great live band and i just can't say enough about them too they're just awesome
0: do you have any contact with any of the band members still today once in a while, yeah,
1: um, yeah, I, I saw them uh, a couple of years back when they came through here in uh, Nashville. Still, still a great band.
0: Yeah, they were just here in Philly. I actually went to one of the shows a couple a uh, couple of weeks ago, and I mean they they're still they're still doing it. They're doing it to the are- in the arenas, and you know it's impressive how long their their longevity has uh, has lasted through the years.
1: Yeah, they really have.
0: So. Um, you were also doing some solo stuff as well. Uh, I, I know. I used to read that you might have had a solo record. Did you ever complete that? Will we ever see that record?
1: It's pretty much completed. I've, I've put it on the back burner or kind of on the shelf while I was going through this voice stuff, um, be, just because I, I didn't want to release it or, or you know, sign a deal for it and release it, not knowing if I could support it on tour. So. Uh, I'm kind of pulling that out again now, and probably going to start looking for a label for it this year, and and definitely do something with that record now that my voice is back and strong.
0: Uh, you also have done some songwriting for some other artists too, I, I believe. I think I saw you did some stuff with Bo Bice from American Idol.
1: Yeah, I didn't write any songs with him, but I produced. You some produced tracks them for him. Oh, okay. Um, on. Uh, the record that they had, that uh, the Real Thing record that they yeah. did for him, and it was a dual disc, and the, I did three tracks that were actually on the DVD.
0: Okay. Um, do you like that aspect of doing, producing uh, other artists? Um, yeah.
1: I, I'm, it, it, it has to be something that I really like. I, I like Bo. When I went down and I met with him, um, I liked his style, and I liked the songs that he played for me that he wanted me to produce. Um, you know, I mean, that's the key. You have to really like, the artist and the songs that you're working on, or it can, can really be a drag, you know, yeah. to produce something that you're not into. But uh, Bo was great. He, he was really fun to work
0: with. Is it is it a completely different experience from being in, in the studio actually making the music as to being, uh, running the board and, and, like, giving advice on how he should sing this or this part should be like this?
1: Yeah, well, it's kind of a, it's it's a 180, really, because you're now the person who's, to be objective and give them you know, a producer's just really like an advisor, you know, you're giving a, advice or, or uh, you know, trying to guide people towards a, you know, a great performance or bring, bring a great performance out of them or not let them go past the great performance, you know, because there's a lot of that, I can do that better, I can do that better and, <laughs> you know, and then fortunately now in digital, you know, you have the recording layers where you really never lose anything, but it can start to get confusing so you you need to make that you, as a producer you need to be able to make that decision like hey that was that was the magic moment right there you know that's the one where the hair on my neck stood up you know and uh, that's uh you know kind of what i listen for when i'm producing
0: Cool. Back to uh, the live show, and of course you're coming to the House of Blues on June 23rd, and uh, tickets on sale this Saturday at noon through our website at 1037thesharp.com. Uh, anything, uh, are you, are, what's the set list looking like? I know you're going to play a lot of the hits and stuff, but have you pulled anything out you haven't played in a long time?
1: Um, yeah, actually we did the opening song. I won't, I won't give it away, but it's a track we haven't played in a real long time, uh, probably since the Long Cold Winter Tour. Uh, so, the, yeah, we've got a, an oldie but goodie that we pulled out. And uh, along with all the the, the hits or the, or the favorites as well, we we really try to stick to that because I've I've always felt that you know people come to a show to hear the songs that they can really sing and that they know and they remember. It brings back memories for them, so that's, and we really try to be uh, conscious of that.
0: That's awesome. I mean, I know a lot of people appreciate that, and uh, you know your hits are you know you can hear them over and over again. They never get old. I mean, I was actually when you know they they told us we were going to be promoting the show i was going to be interviewing you i pulled out uh one of your greatest hits uh cd's and i i'm i'm listening to it and i'm like wow like you know all the tracks from from night songs are just amazing i just remember playing the hell out of that cassette tape over and over again mm-hmm. you know getting ready to go to the show with the spectrum afterwards just remembering how great it was and that record just to me still stands the test of time at how great that record really is well thank you thanks and uh I uh, also wanted to talk to you a little bit about uh, what what's what's a uh, backstage at a Cinderella concert now? What's it like now compared to like 1987,
1: 1988? Not a whole lot different. I mean, just backstage. You know? <laughs> <laughs> to us, you know, it's just where we hang out before and after the show, you know. I, I don't it's uh, not a whole lot different than it than it was. Okay. Know?
0: You, obviously, you had a, a fantastic time touring with uh, Bon Jovi back in '87 when your record was breaking, and they were breaking with Slippery. Some uh, other artists that uh, you toured with through the years—some of your favorites or, or not so favorites—if you know, if you don't mind, maybe ragging on somebody. Um,
1: <laughs> man, I, I got to be honest. Everyone that we've played with has just been great. You know, from—I uh, mean, we've played with so many bands, from the Bon Jovi to the Scorpions to David Lee Roth. Some of the festivals over in Europe, you know, we've played with Ozzy and Deep Purple and just we've just had a great experience. We toured with Judas Priest. We toured with ACDC. You know, a lot of them just bands that we grew up, you know, looking up to and and, uh, you know, kind of like some of them just heroes to us, you know. So um, it's, it's been a great ride in that respect, you know.
0: That's great. I, I saw I saw you're doing Dunnington again. Uh, have you ever played that festival? Uh, yeah, over? we
1: uh, we opened it um, in '86 on on the Night Songs tour. Okay, that's the last time we played that.
0: I I, I hear it's just an amazing show. I was it's interviewing. It's wild,
1: man. It's it's probably the wildest gig on the planet.
0: I was uh, interviewing uh, Rick Savage at Def Leppard right after they played it last year, and it was like the first time they played it since the first show Rick Allen played with his uh, with one arm and stuff and he goes it was just as good as the last time we were there which is an amazing place to play
1: yeah it's, it's cr- like crazy energy you know it's-
0: another another show I want to talk to you about the Moscow Peace Festival you were part of with Bon Jovi the Scorpion Skid Row Motley Crue what was that like flying <laughs> over there with all those different personalities and, and going over to Russia and doing this big festival What what was that like being a part of that
1: man, it, it was almost like an out of body experience, you know, it was like, it, you know, it was just, it, it was so cool to go over, you know, you hear all the stories about Russia and you kind of, you know, how they have nothing and, you know, that while they might not know your music or this, cause you know, they no, they're not allowed to have anything or especially, I mean, back then, especially, you know, cause it was before the, the change and all over there. And, uh, it was just wild after hearing all of that, you know, and then you, you, you go there and it's like, they know all the music, you know, they were getting it through the black market or whatever they were bringing up vinyl for you to sign. And, you know, you'd walk out on that stage and it's like, I don't know how many people's 80, 80,000 people or something. And they're singing, you know, every word, they know all the songs for all the bands. And it's like, you know, music seeps in, man. I don't care where you live. You know, or or what kind of oppression you're under, or government. You know, it it, it was in there. They knew it, and I, I I mean that's that's the thing that was I think the coolest thing to see about it was that you know that regardless of you know how the country was run or the government or you know that the people got their hands on the music that they wanted, and that was that was pretty cool. Music. That's br- the thing that really stood out to me.
0: Yeah. Music brings people together, and I I know from from my experience, I can. You know, when I, I look back, uh, when I was a teenager and when I was younger and, and and even in my 20s and stuff, the way I relate to it is what I was listening to. Yeah. You know, and that's in the music that makes an impression. I mean, like 1986, 1987, I, I think about Bon Jovi, Cinderella, Night Songs, uh, the first Poison record. Um, It just and. You know, I listening to your songs yesterday when I was popping the CD and I just took me back to just like I mean, I was 10, 11 years old. I didn't have a care in the world, obviously, but it took me back to like this place. Like, wow, I wish I could go back there and relive them a little bit. Do you feel that way? Would you Don't like to? we you all
1: no. <laughs> You know, it's like, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's your youth, you know, and for us, it was just, you know, the eighties were just such a great time creatively. It was a really exciting time, um, it was, a, it was a, a really cool decade to be part of making music and to be coming up in and uh, looking back on it. You know, for as much as the 80s got beaten up, um, I, I think that all that. I really think that the, the negative vibes about the 80s that have been kind of prevalent over the last, you know, I don't know how many years, I, I really think that that's all kind of, going away now and people are really seeing it for what it was. And it was a really fun, creative time for music, you know, it, and a lot of great music was made during the eighties.
0: No, absolutely. And, and I always say, you know, I was, I should have been a product of grunge, guess that was, like, my age, but my sister was 10 years older than me, and that's how I ended up at Bon Jovi concerts and Cinderella concerts and stuff. And I always played her vinyl records and stuff. And I just remember grunge coming, and there was a lot of the bands that I liked, but at the, at the end of the day, it was, like, boring to me. I wanted a show, and that's what the yeah. 80s were about. You put on a show.
1: Well, there was a lot of passion in the 80s, you know, across the board. All, all kinds of music, you know, from the more kind of synthesizer, new wave and dance to the hard rock, everything. It was... The artists were very passionate, very colorful, uh, very creative, Yeah. I, and uh, it, it was a, it was a, a, a cool era to be a part of.
0: I, I want my rock star not to look like my neighbor. You know, <laughs> yeah. Basically, is what I want. Like, you know, I and I have no problem with Eddie Vedder, and I liked a couple uh, of their records and Pearl Jam records. But he looked like he could have lived next door to me. You, mm-hmm. you didn't look like you could live next door to me. And that's what I liked. I wanted a larger-than-life image. I wanted John Bon Jovi popping up out of the stage, running around scaffolding, you know. uh, You guys tossing your guitars in the air and twirling around your back. That's that's a rock show. Thank you, baby. Interviewing a a couple weeks ago, I interviewed Robbie Krieger of The Doors, and he said when he saw Elvis on television was the moment that he knew he wanted to be in music and be a rock star. Did you have a moment like that? Was there a specific artist that you went, wow, that's what I want to do?
1: Well, I, I, I remember seeing the Beatles on the Ed Sullivan show when I was a kid. You know, that, that was pretty pretty exciting. Um, probably influenced my decision a, a good bit.
0: Yeah. Any uh, Who else did, what influenced you uh, as you were growing up and uh, into becoming a member of Cinderella? What, what were the bands that influenced you?
1: Um, well, definitely Zeppelin and the Stones, Aerosmith, Janis Joplin, Bad Company, The Eagles, Skinner'd, Um, Humble Pie. Good stuff. All good just, stuff, man. All good stuff. Yeah, I mean Fleetwood. I loved Fleetwood Mac when I was a kid. I, st- I mean, still do. But you know, I, it's like when I was in high school, it's right around like when Rumours came out, which was just such a great, great record. Um, yeah, I mean, there was just so much great music growing up in the seventies. You know.
0: No, absolutely. Now when you were you know you're breaking with Cinderella, you're touring the eighties, you're you're on tour with people like David Lee Roth and Bon Jovi and stuff. Who were some of the bands that uh that you 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 listened to that you were impressed by and that made you want to step it up? You know, whether it was a live show, whether it was uh, you know, the next record? Uh who, you mean from, from
1: our decade? From your
0: era, yeah. Who were some of your favorite bands from the decade that you were a part of?
1: Uh loved Guns N' Roses. Mm-hmm. They were they were awesome. Uh, bon Jovi was great, particularly live. I mean, really put on a great show. John always had a lot of passion on stage and um, really left it all up there, you know?
0: Yeah.
1: Let's see, who else? I thought Tesla was a great band. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and Poison is another one, you know? I mean, I just always thought they had great songs and live another band that just really really brought it to the stage and put their whole heart into it oh they always did back then and they still do
0: well tom i appreciate all the time uh real quick who are you listening to now any artists that stand out for you
1: um let's see Who do i like now uh jet i think is a really cool band
0: definitely a throwback to like acdc a little bit
1: yeah train Uh, i really love their records
0: I uh, I just we just saw I just saw them in uh, at Caesar's Casino a couple weeks ago. Uh, the guy Pat Monahan can just sing his ass off.
1: Oh my god, what a voice! And and what a great lyricist and songwriter too. Just just great band uh, all the way around. Yeah. Um, Buck Cherry, I think are really cool.
0: A um, down and dirty rock and roll like that. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, they're, they're over the you know the course of the last few years, are some of the bands that I've really been digging.
0: Man. Well, we look forward to you uh, coming here in Atlantic City, uh, June 23rd at the House of Blues. I'm definitely going to be there. I'll be reliving my youth. And uh, I-, I hope at some point in time we-, we definitely get to hear that solo record. And I hope Cinderella puts some music together as well. It would-, it would be really cool to hear some new music of Cinderella in like 2010,
1: 2011. Cool,
0: man. And uh, right. I'm glad your voice is uh, feeling 100%, man. Thanks, man. Thanks for joining me on the air. Have a good one.
1: You too. Bye.